Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. some really good audio of a guy vomiting later. Why would any radio show want to play that? What? Well, I was not consulted. It's tied into a news story, though, so there's a, there's at least some uh, cover for why we would play it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your mic's open, Sean. Oh, oh my bad. Uh, plus, Jack, everybody knows everybody's a little tense. Things feel a little negative. Lots of doom scrolling and tough news. We'll have the top things Americans do to cheer themselves up. Doom scroll. Drink. <laughs> Drink to insensibility. Drink while I scroll through Twitter. That's and how I cheer myself up. Pop t- pos- top, hmm, take two, top positivity goals during COVID-19. Fantastic. So if you're feeling a tad beleaguered, we'll have some ideas for you. Uh, I don't know that I've been very positive lately. I might have to listen closely to that bit of a struggle so what am i about to hear here can somebody tell me what this is i want to make sure we set it up so this is a a, a restaurant owner who is uh, attempting to stay open and maintain his business uh thinking that uh, maybe a name change to um a restaurant that seems to ignore most of the shutdown orders uh, particularly for local governments here he is talking in uh in this first clip well, it's, it's mostly about keeping my employees employed during this tough time of the year. There's no, there's no other aid for them, so we want them to be able to earn a living and get through Christmas. And I also feel like it's somewhat unfair. I mean, protocols set out by the Department the County Board of Health, 10 pages, what to do. This was about issued about six months ago. 
Recently, they sent out another one, an update with all kinds of rules and regulations. We followed them. We have been really good about how our employees are taking care of personal hygiene, testing their, taking their temperature every day, making sure they're healthy, keeping social distancing, all that stuff. And they keep moving the, the goal line further and further back until they just close us. <laughs> he almost let one fly there. Did you guys catch that? They keep moving the f- goal line. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, Joe's Eats in Redondo Beach, temporarily renaming as the uh, French Laundry Patio. And Good I believe, job. Yeah, here he is on talking about the, the name change. We've seen a lot of support here. Let's take a look at that sign. That's the oh, yeah. French Laundry. A uh, little dig, dig there, Governor Gavin Newsom. Absolutely. I was totally hypocritical. I mean, him going out and having dinner at an expensive restaurant in Napa, just set me on edge, and so I decided to put that up because I figure if it's good enough for Gavin Newsom, it's good enough for all of my clients. So ten here, pages, here, ten pages of regulations. Here's what you have to do, which were probably over the top from what you know you need anyway. But he, they met them, and so many restaurants have all across the country, and almost yeah. assuredly an out of pocket expense oh, for yeah. the small business. Very expensive. Yeah. Well, we heard from one uh, brewery; it spent a hundred grand uh, complying in a bunch of different ways with uh, special air filtration units and glass partitions and all this, and then they change the rules again, and he can't be open. It's just, it's the greatest theft of freedom outside of slavery in our nation's history. And as you've pointed out repeatedly, it's done without any real expression of, look, I know this is really bad, really tough on you. No, it's done, it's done Marie Antoinette-ishly. Let them eat regulations. Let them serve regulations. <laughs> and, they were, and when they're asked, do you have data to back up this decision? Well, no, not really. But We uh, just think probably. We think it's probably a good idea. Yeah, so we're going to ruin your ability to make your living. And then, by the way, any aid package is going to be hung up in Washington, D.C. over partisan squabbling. So uh, just take it. Just suck it, subjects. Subjects of the crown. Hey, so, do you guys- see, see. I need top things Americans do to cheer themselves up. <laughs> Stay tuned for that. Yes, Michael. Do you think uh, glass partitions are here to stay even after this thing's done? I wonder. Why not have them there? You've paid to put them in. Is there any reason I don't want a partition between me and the table next time? I like time? it. It's kind of a noise break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and please, can I have a curtain up there so I don't have to look at a bunch of weirdos <laughs> eating? I don't want to see anybody eating. <laughs> Look at a bunch of weirdos. I mean, unless it's like one of those, uh, what was the the burger chain that had Paris Hilton hungrily, juicily eating a burger? Carl's Jr. Yeah, that's the only person eating I want to see. And I don't even want to see that much. Um, So we might as well get this out of the way. So this is an Australian politician. Why was he holding a dead fish? Uh, he was in front of a, uh, a river talking about uh, pollution and uh, some environmental uh, policy solutions that he is advocating so for. So he's trying to make a point, a really good point. Here I am. It's so polluted. There's a dead fish here. He actually reaches into the river and pulls out a dead fish. And that is where we join our hero. Okay. This is what you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water. Dead fish, a massive stink. Michael, sorry, I'm going to stop. And effectively, it runs into the billions of fish. At the moment, numbers are saying hundreds of thousands to millions. I feel sorry for Jeremy, I tell you. Poor bastard. I hope he survives. <laughs> what, wait a minute. I couldn't tell what was happening there, said no one. That was some of the best puking audio in the history of radio. This is what you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water. Dead fish, a massive stink. 
Oh, sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> and effectively, it runs into the billions of fish. At the moment, oh, the numbers are saying hundreds of thousands to millions. Now, why is the... Round two. Why, <laughs> why is the natural reaction of four grown-ups here to laugh at that? Well, I laughed at first, then I started to feel a little queasy. Because everybody knows vomiting is vomiting spreads. It's like yawns; they're contagious. Uh, hey, the, the game ball goes to his teammate, who immediately jumps in, <laughs> picks up the narrative. And you see, this is why I can get it. Like he, he's just doesn't really miss a beat. Apparently, Mikoli is vomiting. This is what you get when you leave the national party in charge of water, dead fish, a massive stink. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> and effectively, it runs into the billions of feet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Steps right up. He right. continues the sentence immediately. I mean, that. Yeah, uh, that's good. Excellent. That's a friend. That, no, yeah. no change in inflection or no. anything. <laughs> what Jeremy is trying to say is. Uh, and then they start breaking his balls at the end of it, too. Oh, you're going to be all right there. <laughs> While Jeremy unswallows, may I add on to the point? We, oh. used, we used to have a long list of euphemism, euphemisms for vomiting. That That's was right. pretty funny. Well, that's when our, that was back in our young, more childish days, <laughs> if you can imagine yeah, that. This is the mature version. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, that's some story there. Jack, would you like to hear top things Americans do to cheer themselves up in 2020? When we come back, yes, because you know it would cheer me up. Taking a break so I can go to the bathroom. Do you need up, Chuck? No. Okay. No, I just have had a lot of coffee. And oh, a water. fish over there? <laughs> Holding the dead fish. This is what happens when you leave the National Party in charge of the water. <laughs> really sick to my stomach. And actually, I threw up yesterday. Well, nobody can doubt his sincerity, though. No, no. It's not like American politics where freaking Chuck Schumer is feigning outrage over something. That dude was sickened. <laughs> no arguing that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Data now coming in on the presidential election. Uh, who voted why? Some of that data is pretty interesting. We can bring that to you coming up. Oh, yeah. Speaking of data, there's a new government model to the extent that you you know believe that sort of thing um, because they've been you know, fairly inaccurate on the COVID thing previously. But they think uh, as many as 100 million people in America have already had it. And that's that's the government. But that sets on its head. I mean, the idea that oh, right. we need the vaccine or if a third of the population is, well, we do need the vaccine, but. Anyway, we'll get to that before too long. But if the news stories of the day are making you vomit like an Aussie politician, something a little more cheerful. Hey, somebody on the text line pointed out that he actually seemed to have an accent when he threw up. He vomited with <laughs> no, an Australian no, accent. No. This is what you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water, dead fish, a massive stink. Oh, sorry, I'm going to stop. <laughs> and effectively, it runs into the billions of fish. At the moment, numbers are saying See, hundreds of thousands. That was of just a pretext to play that disgusting Jeremy, clip again. Poor bastard. I hope he survives. Poor <laughs> No, don't play that clip anymore. <laughs> I won't have it. These are the top things Americans do to cheer themselves up in 2020, Jack. Do we even have to set this up and explain that? Virtually everybody's kind of tense and, and, and just anxious. 
I have the uh, I, the thing I notice the most is the lack of things to look forward to. The the sameness of every day. Yes, I find uh, tiresome. Yeah, you didn't recognize its value till it was gone. The occasionally bopping out for dinner or a show or a ball game or or just just running into friends and standing around and shooting a bowl or grabbing a drink. They got hundred examples, but uh, the top positivity goals people have had, Jack, is. Uh, number one, try to make someone smile once a day. 43% of people said they do that. Don't Donate mon- money to local charities. They say charitable giving has actually gone up this year, as far as they can tell at this point. I'm looking through the window here at our, our uh, studio out into the newsroom, and one of the news people has got the little cup with a ball and a string, and they're flipping the ball up in the air and catching it in the oh, cup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they look pretty happy about it. Good times. So, I that's convinced, a, that's, so that's a way to cheer yourself up right there, the old ball. Did their cup. smartphone break? What happened? <laughs> I convinced my kids once that I had competed in the Olympics in that event. <laughs> they, were, they were rather small, and I quickly corrected the record. But uh, So uh, your top things Americans do to cheer themselves up in 2020. Uh, Jack, number one. We're, we're not going to count up to number one. I, I think it would be weird. Number one is watching their favorite movie. Mm. You know, something Netflixy, I guess. Uh, eating their favorite snack. That is the COVID-15 right there. The COVID-15. They're talking the COVID-15 back in uh, May. What is it now? The COVID-50. Is it COVID-15 like every six months? Well, you talk about a change. What's the average person's weight situation coming out of this? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know if people are getting more disciplined because they're eating out less. Eating out less has got to be good for you. Um, yeah, but uh, speaking for ourselves around here, uh, Jude and I, we uh, we we both gained some weight, then we both realized it, and both now are working pretty hard to lose it. And I'll bet a lot of people are feeling a similar rhythm. Uh, you know, stress eating is is a thing. Uh, next, going for a walk, forty three percent. Calling a friend, forty percent. Cuddling their pet, thirty eight percent. I guess remixed, people are home more. I've remixed in the walk thing. Uh, I, I did a lot more when I lived kind of in a more walkable neighborhood with uh, parks around and stuff. But I, I really missed getting into that habit. And I, I, within the last month, I've just randomly just kind of walked around my, my current block just to, hmm. you know, stretch my eyes out a little bit beyond the confines of my apartment. It's something to do. Uh, taking a nap is things Americans do to cheer themselves up. No, that's depression. <laughs> Taking a nap. Laying in bed all day with the covers pulled over your head is not doing something to cheer yourself up. It's giving up. I'm, I'm unhappy. I think I'll go to sleep. Yeah. yeah maybe maybe when I wake up, it'll be better. <laughs> uh, 37% mentioned hugging a loved one. 31% said baking cookies. Mm. Oh, So good yet so bad. Delaney was threatening to bake cookies. She's home now because she might as well be. Um, and uh, I hope slash I hope she does slash hope she doesn't singing in the shower. Twenty five percent of Americans do that to cheer themselves up. Jack, this list is getting stupider and stupider, <laughs> <laughs> like these lists usually do. I think we're about down to ball and cup. Oh, well, hang on now. There's one more first. Nineteen percent mention having a solo dance party. What? what? Dancing. What? Come on, everybody. Uh, one in five people said that? I don't believe that. I don't believe one in five people said I have a solo dance party, unless that's what they call it. It's almost as if they're suggesting. Yeah, when they're punching the clown. (laughs) Easy. 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 It's almost as if you're suggesting that this is a stupid and phony poll. (laughs) And, And frankly, I'm a little bit hurt. Okay, how about this? Goals for 2021. This 
I thought was pretty good. Uh, counting up from 32% volunteer more in their community. Yep, that's a good one. Number 30, uh, 34% donate more money to charity. Again, they are seeing that. Number 48, uh, I'm sorry, 48% are saying, I'm going to take better care of my mental health. Well, mm. when your mental health is worse, <laughs> that is an incentive to take better care of it. Half of people said, try not to focus on the negative things in life so much. That's the doom scrolling. Yeah. That's the cable news. Yeah. That's a lot of talk radio. And the number one answer, uh, 52%, is practically the same thing. Just try to have a more positive outlook on life. More gratitude. That sort of thing. Uh, trying to have, uh, trying to focus on good things rather than bad things is a real thing. I mean, that does, that makes all the difference in the world. And um, sometimes when you're not in that mood, somebody telling you that is very annoying, even though it yes. is true. Yes, yes. So this is either a good thing or a bad thing, and I've got to noodle through which. People that automatically do that are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> they're a bad thing. <laughs> it, 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 I wish I was one of those people that their automatic reflexive thing was to look at the positive. Mm -hmm. And that's not my automatic reflexive thing. I have to do. I have to do the second thing. I have to yeah. do the wrong thing instantly, and then do the. The second thing. Okay, now I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think about this. I don't want to get into this too deeply, but I wonder if it's adaptive to focus on the negative stuff. I mean, because if there are always berries in that tree and always fat, slow antelope in that valley, I don't need to think about that much as a caveman. But I need to concentrate on the uh, the cavemen coming over the ridge with their spears in their hands or the saber-toothed tiger or whatever. I got to focus on the negative to stay alive. But we live a hell of a lot longer now, and our lives are a lot more complicated. So I wonder if, you know, we have to overcome the inner caveman. Man, when we discovered that valley with the fat, slow antelope, that oh, was a good day. Let's just set up some tents right here. Oh, and they're stupid. <laughs> These things aren't going anywhere. I can't even eat any more antelope. Oh, oh my please, God. honey. Get no that, more. Get that away from me. I got to push myself back from the rock. <laughs> I've had enough. Uh, so I don't know if this is good news or bad news. The actual number of coronavirus infections in the U.S. reached nearly 53 million at the end of September and could be approaching 100 million now, according to a model developed by government researchers at the CDC. So they think they've missed that we've only counted one out of eight. Correct. Which yeah, is they, amazing. They think it could be eight times higher than what what everybody's talking about. How many of us right now have had it and don't know it? I don't know. Especially now that we know, and you mentioned this yesterday, but there's there's plenty of evidence out there. I mean, solid evidence. This was in the United States in December. Um, mid December, right? Coronavirus. 100%. Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got the studies to show it. Looking at blood that was donated during those times, so it was all over the country a full month before the very first case that made the news. Yeah, scientists are using studies looking for people who have antibodies in their blood to the coronavirus, obviously, uh, an indication they are infected at some time. And some of these antibody studies have suggested that only about one in 10 coronavirus infections is reported. Hmm. One in eight, one in 10. Uh, crazy. Still would, I still would like to know, like, if my whole family had it back in January when everybody but me was sick, like real sick. Good buddy of mine, uh, well into his 40s, had it and never would have had any idea except a coworker had it and he got tested. So, oh, really? Hell yeah, it's possible. Interesting. Armstrong and Getty.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash news. That's LifeLock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Armstrong and Getty Show. South Korea just passed a so called BTS law which delays the country's required military service for the oldest members of the group. And that's a no-brainer for me. It's an absolute no-brainer. When you've got hair that beautiful, you don't cover it with a helmet. (laughs) (laughs) They're delaying military service for members of BTS. Although, I must say, can you imagine BTS with even more discipline and training? (laughs) (laughs) So in the United States, Elvis, at the height of his career, had to go in the Army. Yeah. His number was up. Well, those soft little Korean boys, they're, they're discredited to Korea or, <laughs> or something. something. <laughs> Korea, one of the many countries in that part of the world that we've got various treaties with where we will help defend you if you're ever attacked. I don't think anybody thinks Korea is going to be attacked, but 
Um, Taiwan or uh, Taiwan certainly could be. Yeah, Fathead might you know get a little uh, froggy there uh, at the, oh, no, the that's DMC. Possible. Yeah, absolutely. I, my mind not was, a major thing. My mind was on China as I was trying to make a clever transition to this report about China that came out yesterday, and there's some concerning stuff in there. None of it surprising, but all very concerning as we continue to go the direction of this century is all is going to be all about China's rise and how that factors in with their intention to dominate the globe uh, while we currently dominate the globe. The increasing capacity, this is from the government report that came out yesterday, the increasing capacity now presents a serious threat to U.S. allies in East and Southeast Asia with whom the United States has defense treaties or is required to defend as a result of other security obligations. Uh, China now has the ability to wage war from home, which they didn't have even a few years ago, and they think that within a few years they'll be able to you know, uh, launch a military force anywhere in the world in the way that the United States currently can. Fight a, fight a battle from home, meaning missiles and that sort of thing, or sending the Navy forth, or I'm yeah, not sure yeah, what that means. Yeah, yeah. They, they can decide from China, we're going to attack anywhere in the world and then do that very quickly in the yeah. way that nobody else can do that really but us. I'm so used to it. We're all so used to it. You don't think of it that way, but other countries can't do that. Sure. Other countries can't decide we're going to go, we're going to fight a war in Iraq this weekend and do it. Mm-hmm. We can. And China is about to be able to. The other part that I wanted to hit you with, it's very long, but there's one more part that I thought was uh, pretty uh, strong. Oh, here it is. The ruling Communist Party, the ruling Communist Party's adversarial approach toward the United States reached new levels of intensity this year. As, quoting it now, as China's leaders have grown increasingly aggressive and antagonistic, Beijing no longer even is pretending to abide by international laws and norms. Wow. Yep. Including trade yeah, regulations. They, they, they say now, uh, you know, when they build an island and put, you know, military equipment on it and say now this this is our part of the sea or whatever they do. What, yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. There's a lot of attention being paid to the incoming Biden folks, uh, departments of redistributing your income, uh, less to the foreign policy team. And I just wonder, he's famously been very soft on China in years past, and, and his boy made a hell of a lot of money over there. It could be that he, along with the rest of the world, is waking up to the Chinese threat and is going to stand up to him. I certainly hope so. Yeah, that Ian Bremmer seems to think that the policy on China, despite all the talk, is going to be the same under Biden as it was under Trump. Hmm, I hope he's right. Um, you know, what you said is true, but... Biden and everybody else was soft on China for the last 40 years. Absolutely true. Yeah, but it reminds me very much of what we've been saying about uh, the Antifa situation, for instance. You can't passive your way out of this. You cannot appease your way to peace and prosperity anymore with China. I don't think we're going to do that. I do think we're going to, unfortunately, we're going to go with a just, we ought to do something. (laughs) But I don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, well... It's, and the next thing you know, they're the most dominant power on the globe. Right, right. Well, I'm afraid we're moving toward one of those situations, like in life, when, mm-hmm. you know, some guy is, like, really abusing your wife, and you're thinking there's there's no way this ends well, that there's going to be violence or ugliness of some sort. And, you know, there's probably no non-ugly oh. path going forward. But, uh, oh, one more thought about China, and I was noodling this through yesterday. We were talking about how... Coca-Cola and Apple and Nike and Adidas and all sorts of corporations are lobbying the federal government to soften our anti-slave labor in China laws. 
because Congress passed practically unanimously a really strict regulation to make it harder to for American companies to exploit the uh, the Muslim slave laborers and other slaves in China because they have millions of slaves right now. But I was thinking about this, and I was Apple was talking about, look, we're not soft on slave labor, but this would completely ruin our supply chain. And I thought, you know what? That's true, and it might take a decade to sort it out again. And it reminds me of the American South in the early 19th century. There were a fair number of people, including several of the founding fathers, who said, look, it's evil. We know it's evil. We want to end it, but it will collapse the entire economic system. How do we get ourselves out of this box we put ourselves in? And that's what the big, giant American uh, corporations, uh, that's their challenge. And it, it's easy to say, well, they, they built the box themselves, so screw them. But, you know, that's many, many, many millions of jobs. So it's, you know, it's easy to preach, but harder to untangle. Once you once you start dancing with the devil, things get a little complicated. You got to lower your ideals of freedom if you want to suck on the warm teat of China. That's another way to put it. They're giving out shots starting in two days in Great Britain. Vaccine. Hmm. So for us, it's going to be a couple of weeks. I don't like the Brits beating us to it. You got to start with the queen, right? She's an old broad, and uh, plus she's the queen. <laughs> That's my reasoning. She's an old broad. Right. Plus she's the queen. Correct. Um, Huh. They have a different way of looking at things than we do. Does she get it first? She's probably already gotten it, right? Uh, I have no idea. If it's available at all, they've given it to the queen. Yeah, probably so. And her corgis. If she wanted it. Uh, or maybe she's so sick and tired of being the queen because it's stupid. She hopes she dies. I, right, nobody's exactly. that sick of anything, yeah. are they? <laughs> well, yes. I think she and all her corgis have been vaccinated. Thank God. The empire stands. Are you watching The the Crown? That gets a lot of attention. Not yet. Looks a little soap opera-y to me. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's like torn from real life, right? But It's, it's, it's very th- fancy, but it is, a, a, it is not true, like, uh, uh, detail to detail. It has real-life characters in it, but they're not accurate portrayals yeah okay but it's getting a lot of mind share i don't mm-hmm. i don't know how many people are actually watching but it, it, i keep hearing about it like it's, it's, it's the hot show right now it's very fancy it's often a darling at award season uh olivia coleman's one of the better actresses in it. it it's it's a very fine show i don't have it particularly on my list of high favorites but i recognize it as a very good good quality show well as i am repulsed by the idea of monarchy period and by the fascination Americans have for British royalty. It's tough It's tough for me to imagine getting past those two hurdles. You were into that Umbrella show for a while, weren't you? Umbrella Academy, yeah, terrific. Uh-huh. And the star of that, who I only know from Juno because I saw her in that, announced yesterday she's a dude. What? Yeah. Ah, yeah. she was so good at being a girl. Well, she's, uh, she's probably still going to be good at being a girl. I don't think anything has changed, but she announced she is a dude now. Hmm. Um. Which got a fair amount of attention. I'll be danged. And yeah, she gave a big speech about it and everything like that. Uh, and uh, are you still into the chess show? Uh, we have watched all of the episodes. They only had seven. Mm. They only made seven. So, but yeah. that that's a good one. It's I, great. It's yeah. The, it's the best sports movie in I don't know ten years maybe. Like chess it, it, is a sport. It, the the movie uses sports movie tropes very well, and yeah, I, I have no problem classifying it as a sports movie. It's the Queen's huh. Gambit, but it's not the Queen of England who we were just discussing. It's the chess piece. What, how, is, how what much is the you, name of the show? The, the Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. How much Sorry, of it? How much of it is uh, is, is is chess related? Um, well, quite a bit. They play a lot of chess in it, but it's 
it's presented in a way that you don't have to know chess to enjoy it at all. But will I? But will I learn it? Do I learn anything about chess watching this, Joe? <sighs> You'd have to know something about it. Do you going have to in. like chess to watch it? No. Oh no. 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 Absolutely okay. not. That no. Was it's my, about my question. It's about the human spirit. You know, it's a, it's about uh, overcoming adversity and finding courage and addiction and, and love and hate. Okay, okay. Ethos and pathos. War, So chess peace. is just a background Animals, for the... vegetables. <laughs> it's not about chess. It's just the the the, the, the setting for the, all those things. I get, I get it now. The one thing uh, you have to know a little bit about chess, and I know strict very little, is you become aware of how deep the the game goes the theory the science mm. the the chess masters of the past how they're revered and studied you know, and I, just, I had no idea it was so developed it's i've i've been I, I really like chess and i've been into it since i was a little kid and i played a lot of chess in my life but i've you know i've, I've read some books but i've never done a deep dive i signed up for chess.com the other day because i was reading an article about this show and it said if you're into chess you know playing online chess is one of the great things that's happened blah 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 and it recommended chess.com and i went to chess.com and i signed up and Man, it's there's there's so many lessons and tutorials and stuff like that that you can take on there of all these different levels and so it's fascinating if you're into it. Yeah, and I had no idea that so many strategies are well recognized. You know, oh, okay, he's starting with yeah. the Queen's Gambit. I'll respond with this strategy. Oh, that's the gazpacho open. I need to counter with you know whatever. <laughs> I love a good gazpacho well, open. I went far enough with chess to learn a couple of opens mm-hmm. that if I play people who don't know much about chess, I will win in like four moves. Yeah, every time, mm. and uh, and I've done that to a lot of people, and it's a very good feeling. But yeah, well, so is overturning the table and punching you. <laughs> hey, take that. Boom. But there's a bit Checkmate. of... You think you're better than me? But there's a bit of a... If I don't beat you in those three moves, then we're just equal. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the only thing I know. Right. You're a wrestler who knows one move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has weathered my best. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> and usually it's just an accident if they found if they counter it, but... So do we have time to squeeze in that uh, what people voted about, what they I really suppose. cared about stuff? I was killing time because I got bored with the idea myself. Really? Um, I found it interesting, but uh, whatever. What U.S. voters had on their mind when they went to the polls about a month ago now. Now we've got actual data as opposed to the BS uh, exit polling that came out. Um, the most important issue facing facing the nation was by far, not surprising, the coronavirus. Black pan- Lives Matter. No, it wasn't. That was at only 7%. Mm. Um, law enforcement was only 4% for all your marches in the streets and defund this and all that sort of stuff. Wow. Four. Climate change was only 4% for, for the fact that it's in every damn debate and gets talked about constantly and you have to have a big platform on it. Um, immigration, only 3%. Abortion, only 3%. Foreign policy, 1%. People just do not care about foreign policy. That's when you know you live in a uh, or a perceived to be very safe country. But it, you, other just think, than, no, you just think whatever happens in the world, whatever. Doesn't have an effect on me. But you just described, you know, like two-thirds of cable news, and, yep. and you still haven't cobbled together 20%. No. Healthcare made 9%. Uh, but coronavirus was 41 Economy was 28 Trump was in pretty good shape on the economy and the jobs. I don't know how he fared in the coronavirus pandemic overall with voters, but, um, you know, the perception in the mainstream media 
that they were putting out was not good. Well, I thought the uh, and uh, I was going to say the data was pretty solid that Trump was not getting high marks on that. But a lot of that was shaped by the mainstream. Well, media, yeah, it was shaped by out. the media. I don't I don't know what I hear people say that all the time as if it's just a given that Trump failed on this. I look at countries around the world that also were doing poorly. And mm-hmm. I just I don't know what, what who, who had the magic answer in the beginning that was going to be obviously the right thing to do. Right. You're going to blame Trump for Sweden and Spain? Okay. All right. Um, you know, mocking Biden wearing a mask, I suppose. Yeah, but come on. How Did it have an effect on anybody? Or how many people wore masks or didn't wear masks? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but as you pointed out earlier, you take the coronavirus out of there, that's 41% that gets thrown to some of those other issues. I don't know which ones would have risen up. Yeah, well, something tells me the ratios would have stayed pretty similar. Healthcare, foreign policy should be way higher than 1%, obviously. Healthcare should be higher than 9%. Mm-hmm. You're worried about the the coronavirus pandemic, but it's not focused primarily on healthcare. All right. Well, and if jobs in the economy are going well, the rest of those problems are much much easier to solve. So that's always my number one. Uh-huh. You're worried about healthcare? Let's have a roaring economy. There'll be plenty of money. But to me, to to, to me, clearly, law enforcement racism being four percent and seven percent means that way too much attention was paid to that. Yep. Uh, which is not surprising. More on the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't know the pecking order of um, um, uh, the hierarchy of, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, intersectionality. You know, who gets to be on top and, you know, you're trying to figure out who's more a victim year than thou. Yeah. So you got this uh, actress, Ellen Page, uh, as I knew her when she was in the movie Juno, which I love that movie. And she was fantastic in it. Did she win an Oscar for that? Uh, nominated, but nominated. didn't win. Yeah. yeah she, gosh, she was so good in that. Well, she's a he now. She announced yesterday that her name is Elliot Page. She was always a he. Um, her name is Elliot Page. Her pronouns are he, they. But anyway, we got this text. So Ellen Page, who was a lesbian, is now Elliot Page and and with a girl, which means she's straight. So she's a straight white male. Yes. Which is the worst thing you can be Ooh. on the whole. You're Ooh. at the very bottom of the intersectionality chart as a straight white male. So I don't know how that uh. I don't know how that works. Yeah, wow, she's taking a step back in other although she's trans. So I think she's back on top. Mm. I again I've got to find my chart. Does oh, that she, reminds me. She I, plays a woman he, um, he plays a woman on uh, this movie that you're watching though? Yes. The Umbrella well, Academy or the, whatever it's, it's called. It's a series, yeah, limited okay. series as they say. Uh that reminds me of a, a headline I retweeted yesterday. Straight black men are the white people of black people. Yeah, I saw that. That was actually, serious. They yeah, were not joking. Yeah. No, I actually I read that. Yeah. Hmm. So Oh, I, I have Elliot's statement. It's fascinating. It's it's well worth sharing. Say, yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. Say that thing again. It's straight. Straight black men are the white people of black people. Huh. Still got to noodle that through for a while. Well, and the caption is, this is your brain on uh, critical race theory. You know you want a happy ending from Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty's final. The happy ending. Let's uh, get your host now. 
Joe Getty. Hey, how about a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day? Let's lead off with Michelangelo in the control room pressing the buttons. Michael. Yes, on YouTube, Google, uh, or just type in Family Guy puke scene. Oh, boy. And you will bring up a uh, very gross but very funny classic Family Guy scene. It is pretty funny. I have laughed until I quite literally cried watching that scene. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Yeah, Positive Sean portfolio update. One of my companies bought another one of my companies, and I don't have two commas in my bank account count yet this game is rigged i don't understand what's going on yeah what happens then i don't know jack you're the co-host by golly what's your final thought i don't know <sighs> it's going back you've had forth. so many thoughts i had several serious ones and i thought i'd abandon that i don't know i got nothing my uh my final thought is actually a note from emily we were talking about people with 12 kids yesterday i can't remember exactly how it, it came up but she wrote us a note Guys, I love growing up in a family of 12 kids. My parents mm. were great people. Um, she talks about some of her siblings who passed far too soon, but sent along a picture of the family. And it looks more like a town than a family, uh, but it's a beautiful picture, and you see oh, yeah. the love on everybody's oh, yeah. faces. My son's best friend, his mom, is one of nine. And I see uh, regularly just, I mean, they're... First of all, from a practical matter, the number of like babysitters and and you know uh, built-in friends that everybody Lawnmowers. has, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know the Thanksgivings and Christmases and the holidays and everything yeah. like that are just spectacular. No, it, yeah. it's it did many awesome qualities to the big family. I think we were wrong to quit at three. I'm going to go see what Judy's doing as soon as I get home. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Wielding a gun is what she'll be doing. So many people to thank so little time. Six more kids. <laughs> <laughs> Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Oh, you got to buy yourself a mask or a T-shirt or a hoodie for your loved one. Buy now so you get it in time for Christmas. Oh, boy. Um, go to armstrongandgetty.com, and there is still time to pull that off, but you got to do it fast. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed. Is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Mom, sorry, I'm going to stop. And effectively, it runs into the billions of feet. At the moment, Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.